Join us, the Mr. and Mrs. Morgan you know, for a new 15-minute weekly recap about the most recent episode of Survivor Season 42. Come on in. We'll appear in your podcast feeds every Wednesday morning, so you're all caught up before the newest episode airs on Wednesday night. Like, subscribe, and share while you outwit, outplay, and outlast. All right, everybody, welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Oh, Jimmy, I'm so glad that you asked. Listen, I think that everybody out there that listens to this podcast and bless you might think that I would go into the fact that my guy Seth Rollins still doesn't have a WrestleMania (laughs) match at this moment. But no, I'm not going to do that. What I am going to do is go in on Sonya Deville and the WWE's decision to completely smosh up the only decent match you had on SmackDown where people were actually wrestling by having Natalia and Shayna Baszler, two wrestlers <laughs> no one cares anything about, break up the match and then get added to the championship match at WrestleMania. A tag team we have never seen wrestle is now wrestling for the tag belts at WrestleMania. Jimmy, come on, what's happening? In WWE, you have to grab that brass ring. You have to shatter through that glass ceiling. And the only way to do that, Rod, the only way to do that is to interfere in a match that actually, you know, is, has has some good good chemistry, good uh, wrestling in it, and the only thing on the show that was good. So, uh, yeah, that's the only way you can do it in the WWE. Sorry, bud. Oh my goodness! I was, I mean, because I am just as I've mentioned, I'm gaining an awful lot of respect for Naomi. The things that she can do in the ring are very, very cool. And Sasha Banks is somebody that is well respected, and you can tell the crowd is all in. That was a wonderful match that was being wrestled, and then we just had madness. I mean, just madness. It's funny, um, this is the only way WWE really knows how to put people in matches or uh, start people on a push. Heaven forbid you have them win some matches. Right. Win win two or three matches, keep going. Hey, they're a good squad. Maybe come out in, I don't know, matching outfits or something like that. Make them a tag team and put them in. No, we're just going to interrupt a match that uh, we've invested our time in. And it's a shame, but... They want to get as many people on the card as possible. So, yeah, we do have a fatal four-way match for the championships. And I don't think we're going to know if that's it's an elimination match or if it's the first fall. I'm assuming it's the first fall because why would they give the women any time at all at WrestleMania? Right, Rod? Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of time, something that I imagine you might be hot about on that SmackDown relates to what you just said there is, heaven forbid they had more time to wrestle if you didn't open SmackDown with 24 minutes of talking. Jimmy, I know you loved a talking segment backed up by another talking segment. Okay, so talking segments are great. Now, let's 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 talk about Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. We'll talk about Friday, but then we'll talk about the whole setup because I think the setup's been fantastic. But Friday, Roman comes out, comes out, and just says, "Hey, acknowledge me, whatever." And then him was like, "Oh, Lesnar, Lesnar can't be here. Ha ha ha! He got a text. Lesnar can't be here. Okay." But then he gets another text five seconds later. Says, "Oh, he's in the building." That yeah. changed quickly. Like, who is this source? You know. Um, anytime you are in front of a live audience of, let's say, six thousand people. And you go 24 minutes without any action, people are going to get tired of it. The Lester thing was ridiculous coming out. I'm out for blood, Roman. I'm out for blood. Yeah. And then, but when he said it the first time, I thought that was going to like trigger something. And I thought he thought that was going to trigger something, someone coming out. But no, it didn't. 
And going a half an hour without any wrestling in a wrestling show is, is really not good. But I will say this, um, you know, we have seen Roman and we have seen Brock in a lot of different matches. The buildup, the good guy Brock, the bad guy Roman, as we were talking about in the pregame show here, amazing buildup. This is a WrestleMania main event. People want to see what's happening. Even though I think everyone kind of knows where it's going, I still think it's been an amazing uh, buildup, Rod. Yeah, I mean, it, it, there's really, we got to be honest with ourselves. There's not anything different that WWE really could do. They're not going to reinvent the wheel and come up with some new, fresh way to promote this match or like have an angle to it that we've never heard of before. That's not going to happen with the old man still running things. But as far as, you know, tried and true things that he's done before, the forklift, right? That was absolutely fabulous. Brock seemed to absolutely <laughs> know how to handle himself with that forklift, ripping doors off of trucks. That's, that's absolutely wonderful. The Madison Square Garden moment is iconic now. I mean, that, that visual of Roman Reigns standing over Brock Lesnar all bloodied, holding up both belts. I mean, you know how many times has that been cut into a promo now? So, I mean, absolute pitch perfect work by the WWE here. And as much crap as we give them from time to time here, Jim, we absolutely have to give them their bouquets here because they are showing what they can do when they're at the top of their game with two superstars that have put in the time that have complete buy-in from the, from the crowd that have marks out there on both sides. And it's, it's, it's a thing of beauty right now, but I just, I'm a little bit worried about the rest of the card. Well, there's, there's some decent build up here and there, but I think that, They've gone so hardcore into this that they've kind of let other things slip aside. There's a few things we have to talk about the Saturday show, first of all. There are heavy rumors that the main event for Saturday is going to be the KO show. The last thing on the, the show for Saturday is going to be Kevin Owens and Steve Austin. What do you think about that closing the show? Well, my thoughts would be Austin better have the knee braces on if you're going to have him close the show. Because having Austin come out and just do a KO show where we all know that he's basically going to pass out a couple of stunners, maybe a, a military press, you know, some beers and all of that. That's great, and we're all going to pop for it. But I think fans ultimately are then going to go to Twitter at the end and be like, hey, what kind of ending was that to WrestleMania? Why didn't we see? And then whatever match that was good from Saturday, they're going to be saying, why'd you disrespect them by not having it as the final match? So Austin better be really, really getting in the ring, sort of, right? And actually some back and forth and like at least one bump or something himself for that to for to me to qualify for the main event. How about you? Maybe Austin takes a stunner from Owens and then no sells it and gives him a stunner. Something like that. Um yeah, I I I'm not a big fan of talking segment main events, especially at a WrestleMania. So yeah, I agree with you. There's got to be a lot more uh, phys physicality uh, between the two for sure. And really, you're you're telling Becky and uh uh actually no, this would be Charlotte and Ronda. Really? Yeah. You're oh, all for the women. You know, you've got you've got two title matches and, and they're both going in different directions. We'll talk about that here in a second. You're basically telling them that they are not worthy of the main event on that day. I cannot see that happening. I I really think they're gonna have Ron yeah, and I don't, Charlotte I don't, close. Yeah. I think I think because if you talked about how there's so much oxygen being taken up by Brock and Roman, and I agree with you, but the the second amount of oxygen is being taken up by Ronda and Charlotte, so I would think that that's definitely what's going to be the the main event of Saturday night. Now the KO show probably will go off right before they then have the main event, but I think that's still going to be the main event. Yeah, I still, I mean, it's missing something. Like we talked about last week, I still think it's missing a little something. Ronda's doing the best she can right now. I think she's just kind of. We need to figure out what Rhonda's character really is because she's this badass mother, literally, I guess now. Right. Um, but also she smiles all the time because she has to smile because if she doesn't smile, 
She just looks like she's disinterested. So, you know, Charlotte's doing the best she can to bring it out in her. I think the match is going to be hard hitting. I don't think it's going to be the best women's match of the weekend. Um, I don't know. I just think it's missing a little something still. I, I do too. I do too. And as much as I love Charlotte Flair and I come on here and I cape for Charlotte Flair, for Charlotte Flair so often, I'm being struck right now by how she may be a bit of a one-trick pony, right? And there's nothing wrong with that at all, I suppose, right? The Undertaker kind of was was always the Undertaker, you know what I mean? So I think Charlotte, sure. Flair, Charlotte Flair always kind of has to be this, right? I was just thinking to myself, I don't know of a circumstance where Charlotte Flair could ever get over as the face. I just I don't know how it could happen right now because she, to me, and I wonder if you agree with me on this, Jim, this is a bit of a hot take for me here, but I think... Uh-huh. She garners the biggest amount of negative reaction as almost any WWE superstar right now. What do you think of that statement? I think she does. Uh, you know, you have Roman Reigns who gets a lot of negative reaction, but you still have people who cheer. I don't know how many people besides you cheer Charlotte Flair on a regular basis. And it's interesting because she's been a face before and she'll be a face again. But I think with Charlotte Flair, everybody knows she's better as a heel and they just want her to be a heel. So be a heel. So I think it'd be it'd be pretty tough for her to do that. Yeah, and, and personally, I think what we're not seeing enough of, and and this again, just as we we said, play the hits here, WWE. But and Charlotte's doing a little bit of this, but they should be playing up that Charlotte, like this is this will prove I'm the you come in here, Ronda, with your UFC experience and your former WWE belts, but I'm the 13 time women's champ, and I'm about to beat you again and dominate you in the ring. I mean, like that's just where we need to be going, and Charlotte needs to be demanding more respect from the crowd, essentially, right? You know, not acknowledge me, right? Like not biting Roman too much, <laughs> but but. Charlotte Charlotte needs to be a little bit more like yelling at everybody like how do you how do you not respect me what she does every once in a while but I think she needs to go to that a bit more instead of always going at Ronda right like go at the crowd a little bit more than than, than Charlotte does a little bit I think that might actually be just that tad one extra ounce of like an, a little bit of more seasoning you know what I mean like just one extra little seasoning thrown on it let's hit the other uh, women's championship match between Bianca Belair who legit hurt Becky Lynch in a match and Becky Lynch who uh, who uh, who hurt in quotes uh, Bianca Belair Bianca has a fractured bone in her throat so um, it's so bad rod that they had to pull her from Monday's appearance of the Miz is gonna go and uh, and make a, an autograph signing or an appearance for her obviously this is all part of the storyline uh she said she's coming for the hair next rod are we gonna have a title for hair match at wrestlemania i hope not right i kind of hope not i don't know that we need that extra little anything on this match i think we should just let this match live and let becky lynch cook i think she's gonna be incredible and she's gonna have a great match here with bianca belair because she is just uh she is a tried and true uh top-notch professional wrestler and i think bianca belair is a raw still at times but top-notch talent and i don't know that we need to have that extra bit on this match let's just have these two women go at it we haven't seen a great rematch between them since becky jobbed her anyway at SummerSlam. why do we need the extra hair angle well and two if the hair angles in there you i mean you you're basically just saying that bianca belair is gonna win which is fine i mean uh, I just, you know, you want to leave a little bit to the imagination, I would think. Oh, so you so, think Bianca's going to take her out, huh? Uh, well, if if the hair is on the line, definitely she would take her out. If not, I think it's up in the air, but I still think Bianca's going to win. 
Yeah, see, I, I think you're right about the hair, but as as of this moment, it's not officially a hair match now, is it not? No, correct. It's not 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 now. Not so now. as of now, then, I'm still going to say, I, I think there's still a chance Becky Lynch wins this thing. I really do. Because, I mean, the only way that, the only yeah. way I guess it would make sense to me that if Becky doesn't win this is if maybe you're going to try to have Becky Lynch go back to babyface, right? Big time Bex is more babyface instead of heelish. Maybe you'd start working that angle if she loses it. I don't That'd be the only way it would make sense to me. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think that she would have to, she'd have to go a long way to, to go back to being a, a babyface because she's really, you know, playing it hard right now, but WWE goes, uh, who knows what they're going to do, including Rod, your boy, Seth Rollins, still no WrestleMania, no way to get to WrestleMania. Something happened this weekend. It was reported that Cody Rhodes did sign his WWE contract. Rod, this is going to happen tomorrow, I have a feeling. I think your boy is going to get a match tomorrow for WrestleMania night two. At WrestleMania. Well, listen, you just made me feel a lot better because I was I was disappointed at the end of the of Raw there where uh, where Seth that was, was dumb. Oh, where he was reduced to I'm just gonna try to steal your idea of having Stone Cold Steve Austin on my talk show at WrestleMania, and I was just like, oh my god, this is the architect, this is the visionary, this is the man who started shield you know i mean like what are what are we doing here with my guy seth rollins and and now you tell me that maybe cody rhodes is going to parachute in and save my guy seth rollins and possibly have a match that a lot of people are going to be talking about at wrestlemania and that has me excited i love kevin owens more than anything in the world and his reaction was pretty much how his reaction would have been in real life what are you talking about that's my idea what are you doing that's a horrible idea um i i thought that was that was great but uh, they wrestled a real good match i'll give them that Oh, of course they did. And the whole idea would have been fine if Cody Rhodes would have come out. Um, but no, still nothing. So are we going to have Rollins open the show tomorrow? Or are we going to have him close the show again? Closing the show again twice in a row? I don't know. I think I would open with, with Rollins. I think I really would open with Rollins. Yeah, you could open with Rollins or you could also open with AJ Styles, right? We still are, uh, we're still waiting for AJ we, uh... Styles to reappear. Or we could do back-to-back talking segments with AJ Styles and then Seth Rollins. Why not? It worked out so well on SmackDown. It was a great SmackDown show for everyone who paid uh, their hard-earned money to go uh, go to the show for sure. All right, so listen, um, I don't want to skate past this because you're not somebody yeah. who comes on here and makes declarative statements very often. You're telling our listeners that made sure to listen to this on Monday before Monday Night Raw happens. You're telling people right now that tonight they're going to see Cody Rhodes. You really, you, How much percentage do you want to put on it here, Jim? Um, I would say it's interesting. I would say I would go 75, 25. He's, he's, he's Monday night. Uh, the 25 would be, he, he would be at WrestleMania. The at WrestleMania would obviously get your WrestleMania reaction from the crowd, but having Cody Rhodes come out on Monday night, raw would get people talking for two straight weeks about WrestleMania. So you'd have him come out tomorrow and then you'd have him come out on the on the go home show uh, as well. So I think that uh, I think he's coming out tomorrow. I would do tomorrow. Excellent. And do you think that there? You also you're pretty well sold that he's coming out, and it's got to be Seth Rollins because there's just there's basically nobody else open with him to even have any kind of a decent feud with right now, right? Yeah, there there really wouldn't be anybody else, and Rollins Rollins would have to say nobody in the back and do it. I'll challenge anybody to WrestleMania. I'll do anything. Da 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 da. 
and then hit whatever new music Cody Rhodes is going to have and, uh, and go from there. But I, listen, I think it would be a pretty epic moment. I think it would be a terrific match between the two. Cody's a great wrestler. Uh, Rollins is a, an amazing wrestler. Uh, they need to have their time. They need to get as much time as they want. They need to have a 12 to 15 minute match, uh, at a WrestleMania, which is saying a lot for a WrestleMania. So I think they, uh, I think they would, they would, they could blow the roof off the joint. We'll see. Where is the uh, where is the raw at tomorrow or the or this evening? Excuse me. Uh, Jacksonville was last week. I am not sure where raw is. I guess I'm just 21st. trying to gauge how much do they want to blow the roof off of wherever they're at. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, it's it would really be just. Um, oh, it's in oh, it's in Chicago. They're definitely doing it tomorrow in Chicago. Chicago's AEW's like home turf. Oh, oh see, there you go. I love it. I love it. Look at that gig guy. They're going to put a thumb right in your eye. Oh, my goodness. Because AJ Styles is there. That's the preview. Um, wow. Yeah, that would be cool. That would be really Let's cool. Let's talk AJ. Yeah. Let's talk AJ yeah. Edge as well here since we AJ just Edge. Him. AJ got killed by Edge, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Um Edge came out uh, two weeks in a row uh, in very dark and very menacing. Uh, AJ, I think, is going to come out and do the whole you've rekindled the fire in AJ Styles. You want the AJ Styles who's been a champion. You want the AJ Styles who went toe-to-toe with The Undertaker. You've got that AJ Styles. I think that's kind of how that's going to go. And are, are we excited for that? Do we, do we think that we're going to get a good match out of these guys then? I think it's going to be another a very very good match. They're going to both go all out. They're going to enjoy working with with each other. AJ Styles is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Edge is very good as well. So again, it's going to be one of those one of those matches that is going to be very underrated when uh, WrestleMania is over because there's so much light shown on all the other matches. Yeah, but it's more it's basically the backbone of WrestleMania. You know what I mean? If you don't have ma- if you don't have matches like this, right? If you don't have matches like Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin, you know what I mean? Like you got to have you got to have some backbone to be able to have the bright lights pop in the other in the other in the other uh matches. Or you could give three more minutes to uh, AJ Styles and Edge and just not have uh, Happy Corbin on the show. But that's okay. They've they've done a pretty good job building that up. Yeah, so we'll but you in. could not have Happy Corbin and I'd be fine with that, but you got to have the Scottish Warrior and for some you reason gotta you got to have Drew McIntyre. Yeah. You've decided to have the Scottish Warrior involved with Happy Corbin, so you gotta have you gotta have him for sure. Because the uh, Scottish Mac and the Scottish Warrior, let me let me point out what the Mrs. Morgan yeah. you know says about him all the time, right? Like that dude just looks like a professional wrestler, right? Like that guy just shows up on camera, you immediately are like, Oh, that guy's a professional wrestler. You know what I mean? He's got the long hair, he's like six foot eight, he's got the complete pecs. I mean, like Drew McIntyre just absolutely looks the part. So whether fans buy him or not, which shout out to uh, Peter Rosenberg of the Cheap Heat podcast, he said that uh, the reaction for Drew McIntyre at a house show with no cameras was rather tepid. So perhaps uh, perhaps all of the crowd pops we're hearing for Drew sometimes are, uh, are television created, but the WWE's definitely got to be invested in him. So I'm excited to see what the Scottish Warrior and Happy do at WrestleMania because they've certainly given some time to it. Yeah, I, they're going to get four minutes, Ron. <laughs> That's what they're going to do. They're going to get four or five minutes, and uh, there's going to be a lot of interference, but then McIntyre will beat Happy Corbin. So that'll be a WrestleMania uh, moment for uh, for Drew McIntyre. And then hopefully he gets to move on to a universal title matchup with uh, with probably Roman Reigns. So that would be uh, that would be where I would go with that one. Uh, speaking about champions, Rod, your boy, your man, Gable Steveson. 
repeats as NCAA champion, that's everything he has to do in the NCAA. You're going to see him a lot tomorrow on Raw. I believe you're going to see uh, a video package for Gable Stevenson tomorrow on Raw. Yeah, and I'm I'm going to continue to just answer Gable Stevenson for numerous questions that you ask me. And at one point, I'm finally going to be right. So that's that. God bless Gable Stevenson for being my uh, my go to answer when you ask me, Rod, who's going to be the mystery? Whatever, I always answer Gable Stevenson. <laughs> well, hey, it could be Gable Stevenson and Seth. If Gable Stevenson comes out and challenges Seth Rollins to a WrestleMania match, oh my goodness, the internet might explode. I think that would be funny. I, I would enjoy that. I would enjoy that a lot. Listen, as long as my guy Seth Rollins gets a match, and then my uh, my 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 crush of wanting to uh, make him appear into the WWE, Gable Stevenson's fighting him. I mean, that that kind of be like when we talked about KO and Seth Rollins being tag team champions. It's another like smaller version of that. Yeah, they're uh, they're programming to us for sure. Uh, something that we did hit on last week, uh, as it was, we were getting the news as we were recording. Uh, but Scott Hall did pass away last week. He was 63 years of age. Uh, Kevin Nash, I think, announced that on Instagram that uh, once his family got together, they were going to end life support. Um, what are your uh, What do you remember about the bad guy? Just that, right? Just that. That he, to me, was one of the first times when I was a kid where there was a bad guy that showed up, and I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. I actually, I kind of like this guy. I, I want to I be this guy. Let me do the razor's edge. Like, can I, mom, can I get a toothpick? No, you're absolutely not going to run out in the yard with a toothpick in your mouth. You know what I mean? I was, I was definitely told that <laughs> as a kid. I remember that specifically. And then I also, I think, to uh, David Shoemaker, a uh, writer at the uh, Ringer, the Mass Man, longtime wrestling scribe, did a, uh, a bit of an essay, right? He wrote like a, an essay about Scott Hall. And he talked about how Scott Hall, in an era of so many guys refusing to understand, you know, that losing is okay and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't ruin you and you can get other guys over, like he he thrived on it. And it's basically what made him a fan favorite, I think. It did. And, and he he really had – his career is, is really interesting, Rod, if you ever have, uh, have the time, which of course you do because you don't have a job and a family. Uh, but to do a little uh, retrospective on his career because – one of the things when he first came up, he had this huge mustache, uh, which I think you would have loved. It was kind of like a Magnum PI type mustache. Nice, Tom Selleck and, style. Exactly. And he, the thing that about him is he didn't have the charisma. People didn't think he had the charisma and he couldn't do that. And then he came in to, um, as the diamond stud in uh, WCW, showed a little charisma there. And then obviously with the Razor Ramon gimmick, he just went, uh, went all the way up to 11 and just we hit it out of the park as that character. Uh, he, uh, whatever you want to say about him and Kevin Nash as, as behind the scenes people, you know, in the wrestling business, uh, you, know, you had to kind of play politics and everything. And they did change that signing. The idea for the, the invasion, the idea for the NWO changed the way wrestling uh, went forever. And you can never, ever take that away. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And uh, he was a student of the game and he just had a lot of, uh, a lot of bad choices throughout his life that uh, that led him down some paths that really ended his career a little too quick. Which makes him like so many other professional wrestlers, unfortunately. Yes, yes. And, you know, he had a few extra chances, but uh, unfortunately that did not, not happen. I like what you said there about the NWO thing, though, because like Kurt Flood is a uh, baseball player. And I can't believe I'm referencing baseball in a positive light here after what I've said about them over on the Balls and Brew podcast recently. But Kurt Flood is a yeah. baseball player who wasn't necessarily a great all-timer 
but will always be remembered for the way that he essentially started free agency, right? And like you said, I think that like Hall and Nash are just always going to be remembered for what NWO was and the Saturday night war or the Friday Monday night wars that that came from it and the t-shirt sales and Hogan with the biggest villain turn of all time. I mean, like they their their tentacles are in all of that stuff, which is gonna forever be in the wrestling lore. It will for sure. Uh and uh and he will be missed in the WWE. Listen, uh, that Monday they had a great video package on him, uh, and then they did it again on SmackDown as well. Uh, give credit to them; they know how to they know how to do a video package. So uh, good for them uh, for getting that up there. Uh, anything else you had about today, Rod? Well, you know, I, the only other thing I would say that I am hot about today is. WrestleMania is not right around the corner. I just, I want to see so many of these matches. I'm actually kind of hot about what they're going to do. That's going to mess up some of these matches that I'm excited about. Are we going to get somebody thrown into this male uh, tag team match with RK bro? Is somebody else going to get tossed into that match? Is some other weirdo going to show up and smash a match? And then Adam Pierce is just going to throw them in. I'm just worried about how much time we have between now and WrestleMania, Jim, that they're going to mess something up on me. There was a WrestleMania and I'm kicking myself. I can't remember it right now. It was anyway, they had uh, they had a tag or they had an intercontinental championship three way and a hardcore championship three way and everybody was doing real good their storylines were great and then all of a sudden they switched two of the competitors uh, and it didn't make any sense at all and kind of went down the hill and I'm kind of I'm kind of concerned that it might happen again uh, as you because we still have another two weeks and uh, the man can change his mind uh, many many times uh, in the next two weeks I I think you're going to be okay with RK bro. All right, that's good. And I also, I I think we should also talk about Pat McAfee and Austin Theory here again, Jim, because you, I know, are a huge Pat McAfee fan. He definitely seems to be as over with the fans as any wrestling color commentator has been in quite a while. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Yes. But do we need all of what we're getting, Jimmy? What's the end game? What's What's the goal? Is the goal for Austin Theory to... If Austin Theory wins the match, how is he going to win the match? Is he going to just kill Pat McAfee, or is it going to be a competitive match and Austin Theory gets lucky? What do you want to do with Theory moving forward? Is he going to be a champion one day? And I'm talking Universal or World or WWE or whatever you want to call it. Or is he just going to be another person? I don't think they know that right now, and that that's what worries me about this match. Because Pat McAfee's never going to be a full-time wrestler. He's got way too much stuff going on. And honestly, he's just as valuable right now on that color commentary spot. He does such a good job. You can tell he's enjoying it. Uh, they need him there. So wh- I don't know. What, what do you think? What do you think they're going? Where do you think they're going with this? They're clearly, in my opinion, they're they're playing off of what you said there, right? Pat McAfee is so over. He's so known in so many different circles that I think they're literally just trying to sponge any of that off onto Austin Theory. And I think your read on that is really correct. They don't know what they are going to get out of Austin Theory. And what I think they're going to do, so much of it is going to hinge on this WrestleMania match. So that's another thing that I think makes it absolutely amazing is that, like, I think this is really one of those matches. And you talk about this sometimes about how there'll be a light script for it. But then, like, things will kind of change as the match is going on. And I think there's a real possibility that this match goes one way or another based on what kind of reaction they're getting on the day of the match. See, if I am... I think they're going to have this heavily scripted. Really? Heavily okay. Scripted. 
Yeah, I, because uh, McAfee has a ring in his studio. He he bought a ring years and years and years ago because he could. Um, so I think Theory has been an indie just going over the match. And I think they're going to do spot for spot exactly what what they want to what the what story they want to have because i really so you're worried about mcafee not being able to be quite that on the fly i guess that makes sense i'm worried and also theory while you know he's he's, he does have he's still young first wrestlemania he's going to be nervous mcafee's going to be nervous as hell so yeah i mean they they should they should work it out they should script it out um and make sure that they they do get that story across but again i know i've said it a few times i just don't know where they're going with that if you want to have what's the next match for theory and what does McAfee do on Friday? Well, see, that's the thing. I think maybe McAfee then has to take some time off, right? Like that's basically what you have to do. McAfee has to take some time off and it's because he got beat by Austin theory, because I just think, the, I don't think there's any way, shape or form moving forward, at least anytime soon, right? Like you can repair Austin theory losing a McAfee six, seven months from now. But if you're actually trying to work him into something here soon, I say SummerSlam or Survivor Series, there's no way he loses to Pat McAfee. So I'm with you here that I don't, I, don't, I mean, I don't know, you know, maybe Pat needs some time off because the NFL draft is coming up. You know, I've often wondered about that, right? Is like certain football things where take precedence because of Pat's, you know, podcasting work and, the, and this huge contract with the, uh, the sports uh, betting site. You know what I mean? I just wonder if there's maybe some times where he can't devote as much time to the WWE and literally all that's going on here is Pat needs some time off. And the easiest way to tell that into a story is that he gets beat down by Austin theory yeah but again if he gets beat down by austin theory on on i think that's um sunday whatever if he gets beat down on sunday he's got a he's got a youtube show on monday you know so he can't be he can't be killed killed or maybe may may, you know what maybe he goes all the way with it and takes that monday off and just has someone fill in for him too yeah see that's i i think there's a definite possibility of that with how many times he's brought people through the studio now you know what i mean so i think i just i think that they're gonna play into that so that's what I think has to happen is I think you're going to you're going to Austin Theory is just going to have to be even more hated by the fans. I think that's the only way you're going to garner any heat out of him. And what a way to do it by beating down the fans favorite color, man. So I think that's probably where we're headed. Don't you? Yeah. And then do you have him go for icy title type thing or well, I mean, certainly? I mean, you and I both title. know Ricochet is not going to be sitting on that icy title for long. So somebody's going to be taking that from him. Yeah, unfortunately, Ricochet, which the Intercontinental Champion right now does not have a match at WrestleMania, mostly because they don't have anything at WrestleMania. Well, but Um, also that tells you what they think of Ricochet, frankly. Precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Precisely. Precisely. But hey, Um, listen, Knoxville, I'm still ready for Knoxville. You know what I mean? He's still over. I'm still excited for that match. It's an anything-goes match. Anything-goes match. So you're going to see all the jackass people come down. You are going to see so much. This is going to be like a 20-minute match, and... There will be a bro- probably three or four wrestling moves in the match. But Knoxville's uh, going to take some bumps, else. though. Knoxville's going to take some bumps. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think this he's, match he's... is going to be cool, man. I, I, I hope to not be wrong. I'm, I'm, I'm really marking out for this match to borrow the wrestling parlance there, but I, I'm, I hope to not be wrong. I hope so. I think that'll be pretty cool. By the way, I was just I, – I, I forgot the RK Bro match uh, is just – right now it's still a singles match against the Street Profits. There's no way that Alpha Academy is not going to be added to that match. Alpha Academy is going to go to that match. 100%. I would, I would assume so. I would assume so. What? But here, this that's going to be great, though. That'll be great. Though. Yes. That'll but be let's an, finish. That'll be great. Let's finish here with RK Bro. All right? all right. I really think Jimmy, we saw more evidence that we are totally heading towards the Riddle 
Orton breakup. I really do. I really think that's. I think it's going to happen at WrestleMania. I really do. I think they're looking for that heat at SummerSlam, and they start turning that way with a move at WrestleMania. Who turns? Riddle. I really think Riddle's turning on Randy Orton. I'm sticking with that, man. I really think that's the only thing that makes any sense to me, man. I think Riddle is going to turn on Randy Orton because the only way that Riddle chooses to not be his happy-go-lucky, peace-loving self is because he wants, you know, to garner further success. And he sees the path to that is, you know, backstabbing Randy Orton and, you know, maybe falling in line with the Alpha Academy. Maybe he becomes Gable's next, uh, next pupil. What about that? I want Riddle to start talking not as he does and get a haircut and wear boots and just I that would be fantastic. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Don't you think that could be something we talk so often that they need something? Don't you think if somebody somewhere was smart enough, that's one that they could lean on that people would definitely be into? I really do. I think people would be into the transformation of Riddle. I've played this character for the last 14 years for this moment, Randy. I knew I I wanted to take you out. That would be really fun. That's that, what I'm saying. Fun. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. I really think we're headed there because what's the, I mean? How much longer is the legend going to keep doing this? Right? I mean, is the is the legend really going to just keep sticking around with Riddle and this weird tag team where like his basic move is to like, yeah, hey brother, we're friends and I love you, but I'm rolling my eyes at you all the time. This is what we're doing with the legend. Quite the same way you talk about Edge, how we were wasting him for a little while there and that mess with the Miz. You know, what are we doing with Orton here? He's just going to wrestle as a tag team for, you know, he's only got a couple more years where he can do it at the top, I would imagine, don't you? So anyway, uh, yeah, I don't think he's got much, much time left. So because he already doesn't work that much. He already doesn't work that much as it is, right? There's many times where like Riddle is supporting the whole RK bro storyline and being like, Randy, where are you? You know what I mean? Like he's already taken quite a few Raws off. Yeah, so they can even use that in the storyline as well. It's pretty cool. I I, listen, I think it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend. You know, we, we say a lot of stuff. We go negative on some things, but WrestleMania is generally a pretty good time. I can only think of one or two that really have not lived up to any of the hype. And this one, the main event alone is going to be just something to, something to, oh, it's going to be great. I love Listen, it. I love I, it, Rod. I was thinking the other day and looking at it logistically, trying to figure out if there was a way that I could get down to just south of Indianapolis there. And I could be watching live with my co-host of this podcast, the thing that's going on WrestleMania, and then we could just immediately get a podcast up for the people with us just absolutely jacked. But <laughs> alas, I don't think it's going to be there. But we are going to go for the people Sunday night after WrestleMania, though, right, Jim? That's what we're. That's tentatively our plan, is it not? Oh, we have to. There's no question about that. We're gonna we're gonna go and we're gonna go hard. We're gonna go strong. We're gonna go late into the evening. Uh, we're gonna have a fun time. All right, so then we'll have one more, which will have be our WrestleMania predictions pod, right? The next one will have to be our WrestleMania predictions pod, right? Yeah, we went over the uh, the card last week. It really hasn't changed very much since then. So next uh, next Sunday, we will record our final go home show for WrestleMania, and then uh, it'll be it'll be great. Also, um, speaking of shows, we've got a couple of shows coming up on the Morgan Neal Podcasting Network, including uh, a Survivor show, correct? That's right. We have episode episode two of Come On In. The Mrs. Morgan, you know, and I's promise to recap a episode of Survivor for you right before the new one airs on Wednesday in 20 minutes or less. We started at 15 minutes, and Jimmy, you know me, I get a little verbose at times, so we're over the 15 minutes, but I promise we'll be below 20 minutes for you. So we'll give you the quick and dirty recap, tell you what happened last week in the immunity challenge, who went home. We'll give you the twists and turns, what alliances are forming, what alliances are breaking up, and We'll even talk about our favorite characters along the way because that's 
what Survivor is ultimately about. If you didn't like the characters, why would you watch? Exactly. So you have been listening to the Morgan E. Knows Podcasting Network's very own. Yeah, we know. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Hot Rod. That's right, Hot Rod. And tune in next week to find out what I'm going to be hot about. And it probably will be the fact that I have no idea what predictions to make as of now in so many of these WrestleMania matches that are on the card. So maybe, maybe I'll be employing a flip the coin strategy next week. That'll be fun, right?